Hello and welcome to the e-commerce playbook podcast. I am your host, Andrew Ferris. So glad you're with me again today as I talk this week about 31 bits one more time. The newest acquisition of the 4x400 portfolio. If you're new to the podcast, 4x400 is the e-commerce holding company that I lead where we acquire, operate, and grow D2C brands. And our most recent brand acquisition is 31bits, the jewelry company that is a a leader uh, in the ethical fashion space early to that game. If you are not familiar with that part of the story, listen to either of the last two, really both of the last two episodes. Today, though, I'm going to talk to you about sort of sorting through all of the information from the last couple episodes and tell you the one way I think this goes right or wrong for 4x400. This is the one thing we have to do to make 31 bits work. Let's jump into it. All right, well, I wanted to wrap up this week our conversation around 31 bits. You've heard from me and Taylor. You've heard from me and the ladies, the founders. I hope you were inspired by those episodes in certain ways. In particular with uh, with Jesse and Callie, I just think those women are incredible, and I had such a good time talking to them. Taylor and I talked a lot about a whole bunch of stuff related to why we acquired 31 Bits, what we liked about this brand, what we're excited about, and in the midst of that, we talked about a few things that we thought would make this go right and a few things that we thought would go would make this go wrong. And I, what I want to do today is really hone in on one of those things that we discussed that from where I sit right now as I continue to think through this acquisition, I think this is the one thing we've got to get right if we are going to win for 31 bits. And and I can I can I, I said it on the podcast with Taylor, but I, I really want to hit it here again just so you have total clarity on what I'm talking about here. It is the it is the relationship between our conversion rate and our average order value. If we can't convert more traffic at the average order value that we currently live at for 31 bits, it's gonna be really hard to grow this brand. If we can't get more average order value at the current conversion rate we live at for 31 bits, it's going to be really hard to grow this brand. And so I wanna introduce first, let me just give you some numbers here. Okay, in the uh, last year, I just looked at 2019 to basically eliminate any noise from coronavirus stuff. But in 2019, 31 bits had an average order value of $73 and had a conversion rate of 1.48%. So 73 bucks AOV, one point, let's just call it 1.5% in conversion rate. Now, I've looked at a lot of brands. When I was a strategist at CTC, one of the first things I would do anytime we'd get a new, new client would be to go through the Google Analytics and, and look at this relationship between AOV and conversion rate. Because if you think about it, it, this is sort of intuitive, and and maybe it's never occurred to you, but it's sort of intuitive. Those two have an inverse relationship. The more expensive something is, the lower the conversion rate, probably because it's a longer purchase decision. If I'm selling a $2,000 item, then the conversion rate on that is going to be super low. And that's certainly true across 4400 brands, and it's true across D2C brands in general. There's probably exceptions to this, but if you're selling a $20, $25 product, you should see a 4% or more conversion rate, maybe up to 5%. If you're selling a $100 product to a $150 product, you you know, you know can really live in the 1% to 1.5% range, and, and so that goes. And if you're going to win, and we talk about this all the time, there's really only three inputs into your business, right? How many people come to your website? Visitors. Or, or sessions, you might say actual clicks, not just people, but actual clicks. Sessions, conversion rate, how many of those clicks turn into purchases? 
and average order value, how much they spend when they do. You multiply those three metrics together, sessions, conversion rate, average order value, you get your revenue. That's the whole thing. And a simple way to think about the, con the conversion rate and AOV all in one metric is sometimes people will use the metric RPC, revenue per click, or uh, per session value if you're looking at your Google Analytics account. Revenue per click is just a simple way of saying how much total revenue do you get out of the click after it comes. It's sort of, it's convenient because it combines conversion rate and AOV. And so if your conversion rate is too low and your AOV is high, or excuse me, if, you're, if either of those is off, you have to decide as an owner how to get your revenue per click up by adjusting one of the two. Either get your conversion rate higher or your AOV higher, or ideally, of course, both, right? Now, of course, at some point, one thing you could do if you're some kind of master is drive tons and tons of free or super cheap traffic to the site, and it doesn't really matter how much the click is worth. But I'm just, I'll just tell you upfront with 31 bits, I do not expect to win this game for this company or any other brand on getting really, really cheap traffic. What I need to do to win is to, to get value out of the traffic that I am driving in some way. And, and that's the key for us to grow. We're gonna use a lot of paid media between Google and Facebook, probably big focus on Facebook in particular. So, so I hope you see what the problem is. If the conversion rate is too low against the AOV that I have, or if the AOV is too low against the conversion rate that I have, you could really frame that either way, then I have to solve one or both of those problems. And in my view, that is the ball game for 31 bits. I will just tell you having looked, I don't have, we actually have thought about graphing this and maybe we'll do this at some point and create a piece of content around it or something. But, but uh, I can just tell you from experience that a 1.5% conversion rate against a $73 AOV is too low. It is too low. It's within, it's close to workable, but it's too low. Now, one of the, one of the theories around 40400 is that we are not so much brand creators as we are brand builders. So one of the things we love to see with an acquisition is really $100,000 or more in trailing 12-month revenue. Because if we see some kind of metric like that, what that tells us is there's baseline product market fit, right? That we don't have to go and establish that somebody somewhere wants to buy this thing. Somebody's already established that. They may not know how to get to the next level, but they've already figured out at least that somebody, $100,000 in revenue is hard to get with a brand that nobody wants. It's really hard to get there. Most, if, if, your, if your product is really not desirable at all, it's pretty hard to get to that level, okay? So if you uh, have done $100,000, that says to us, somebody somewhere wants your, pro your product. And in a, in a category like jewelry, we can probably reasonably say more people will keep wanting it. It's not like some super niche -y thing. So we look at that and say, you've done the hard work. This is why we have huge respect for entrepreneurs who get to that stage. It's really hard. We've launched one brand at 4 x 400 It's called Opening Day Supply Company. There's a reason we never talk about it. It's because we shut it down. We lost a bunch of money on it and shut it down. We're not, it's just, it's just not what our strength is. And we've realized that and have focused elsewhere. That's why we talk about, every time in the intro, I say that we acquire, operate, and grow, not build, operate, and grow uh, e-commerce brands. And maybe we'll come back around to that. But right now, our theory is we're best served serving entrepreneurs who have done that initial leg of the work. So, 31 bits has years of, of six-digit revenue and, and some years of seven, I think. So like to me, there's no question that somebody wants this. The question is, does it work as a scalable D2C brand? And the conversion rate AOV issue that I'm talking about earlier is a real challenge. Let me actually just put that metric into more perspective for you. So the conversion rate and AOV nets out in 2019 for 31 bits to be a $1.08 revenue per click, $1.08 RPC. Okay, just for point of comparison with the brands in our portfolio, for 2019 for slick products, 
we had a $2.01 RPC. For FC Goods, we had a $2.60 RPC. And for Bamboo Earth, we had a $1.71 RPC. Although one thing I will tell you is that we, we, we really started pushing on that brand middle end of uh, 2019. So it's it's not even a full year of our operation. So, but either way, you can hear a, that this 31 bits number is quite a bit lower. And one of the things I'll always look at when I see a, a conversion rate and AOV issue like this is what kind of traffic are they driving? Because one way that your conversion rate is deflated in a way that isn't sort of um, that isn't fake, you know, that that's like it's a real problem is if you have tons and tons of top of funnel traffic where it is where that's low converting traffic it will it will make it look like your total conversion rate is lower than normal or lower than it actually is if that makes sense basically conversion rate one of the things it's a function of is traffic quality not just website quality and product quality and those sorts of things people miss this all the time also if you get lots of blog traffic if you have a really popular blog post or something like that then sometimes you'll get lots and lots of incredibly low converting traffic because your blog post probably isn't about your product. And so it will make your conversion rate look low, but the traffic is free. So you have to go look through Google Analytics and make sure none of those things are happening. Well, so far as I can tell, none of that is what's happening with 31 bits. I've analyzed the traffic quality. It's mostly good quality traffic. And even on your best quality channels like direct and organic search, the, the conversion rate's too low. So I have to go and fix that problem. If we can't fix that problem, we cannot scale this business. It can't be done. Unless you can get the cheapest traffic in the world, which I don't think we can, it can't be done. And maybe somebody can go do that. Maybe somebody can go grow this business a different way, but 4400 probably can't. It's just not what we're good at. So that is, that is the problem for 31 bits, okay? So there it is. If we can solve that, then I think we can solve everything else along the way. By the way, this is not a shot at those ladies. They've done a lot of things really right with this business, like I said. And, and I think part of what's going on here, and this gets into the solution. In fact, let me go there. Let me tell you the three things we're going to do to try to solve this problem, okay? The first of those is a website cleanup. This is sort of the obvious thing to do, okay? If, if you are looking at a website that's not converting enough traffic relative to your AOV, a website cleanup is probably step number one, just to go through the site and see what might be barriers to conversion everywhere. Typically, e-commerce people who are used to running lots of ads and stuff like that are going to focus on sort of content problems on a website, messaging and visuals and those sorts of things. I actually think it tends to more be a problem of things like UX. Uh, my friend Matt Lady uh, sent over uh, a little review of the website, which was really kind of him. After after my podcast with Taylor, I said, hey, send us send us some info uh, or, or send us your thoughts. And one of the things he noticed is that one of the add to cart buttons was, was functioning really weird. And so he just said, this is strange. I'm hitting add to cart and it doesn't look like anything's actually showing up in my cart. It doesn't do anything. Those little UX things that we have, that we go see, that was a really helpful thing because those UX things are huge barriers to conversion for people. If, if, it, if shopping feels weird, it's a problem, okay? So we're gonna go through the site and do all of that. And that's actually gonna start with first looking at the navigation and the merchandising of the products, which is basically a UX issue. Make it so that people can see it quickly. We'll, we'll look through all of those little UX issues like add to cart buttons and some of those things. And then we'll probably also address the actual content itself like product photography and uh, uh, like filtering systems on collection pages. I guess I guess that's really more of a UX thing too, but product photography and all those things. So that's the first thing we'll do. Now, this is where these ladies should be given a lot of credit. They they went and, go, and built this thing and it's really, really 
challenging. And one of the things they did is they added all of these non-jewelry products to try to expand their products out. Again, Taylor and I talked a little about this. We're pretty for sure gonna shut all of that down. And I think that's going to really help our conversion rate. It's gonna make the navigation a lot simpler and cleaner. There's gonna be a lot less stuff to look at. You're gonna have a brand with a clear message around a clear set of products and, and, and an easier, cleaner, probably faster navigation experience as well. So that's the first thing we're gonna do, just to go do a big site cleanup. Secondly, we will address brand and message. Another thing that I think has happened here is that 31 bits has, it's a real challenge for a brand like this to on the one hand simply display beautiful products, beautifully designed products, and on the other hand tell their brand story both really well and really fast. We had the same problem with Bamboo Earth. It took us a little while to figure out how to say, here's all the stuff we care about as a brand around our messaging, and what we're doing is different than other people, and here's how that translates into the actual product itself. I think Bits, uh, 31 Bits has done an okay job at that, but I think we need to do a better job at that. Show that one of the ways that this is distinct is just how serious, I mean, you, if you listen to that podcast with those ladies, you can hear how totally and completely legitimate the ethical aspect of this approach to fashion is, and they are not screwing around with that. And what I wanna do is take that and bring it way further forward than it is right now. Now, it still needs, ultimately, I think, no matter how ethical you are, people aren't gonna buy it if they don't think it looks good. So we have to display that too. That's just crucial, right? There's even some people who have argued, I know there's a book called like the myth, the myth of the Ethical Consumer, that some people just don't care about that. But what I do think is that the brand message needs to come front and center in a way that really differentiates 31 bits to show just how serious we are about, about um, what the tagline says, which is how it's, uh, how, it's, it, how it's made matters, okay? So that's number two, brand messaging after a site cleanup. And the third thing we're gonna do is try to really simplify the total shopping experience by generating landers. Now I've talked about this a little bit with Bamboo Earth. Obviously I walked you through how we handled that lander, but this will also allow us to quickly test what is working and what's not, particularly at the product level. Because conversion rate issues aren't just issues of content and messaging, they're issues of products. Part of the problem that people have is they, they or that brands have, is they send lots and lots of traffic to products that are the hardest products to move and they just never realize that's what's happening. And they don't, quick, they don't test new products quickly enough as the place to send your traffic to. We're experiencing this with Slick, like I talked about a couple episodes in a row about just this issue of inventory buying because suddenly we changed which product we sent traffic to and it went crazy. Well, I think one of the things that we can do with landing pages is we can templatize something that tells the story well around the brand, that's an easy, quick load, solves all the UX stuff with one landing page by having it be a simple checkout, walk through the page, here's what the product is, look at how beautiful it is, here's the brand story, you can check out right from there without even going to the main site, and all that, all that stuff gets done super fast, so I kind of solve areas one and two that I mentioned a second ago, and then with that lander, I can also now quickly test different ways of merchandising the products, whether it's one hero product or a few of the most popular products from one category, like all, a few of our most popular uh, necklaces, or what if I could do the most popular products from a few categories all in one lander without even le leading, uh, leaving or reloading the page, particularly on mobile. So that will allow us to do that, and then of course we can test it. And that is the last key with all of this. One of the errors I see a lot of e-commerce people make is that everybody thinks they're a design expert. And it becomes this subjective opinion of, I like these photos, I don't like these photos. I like the lifestyle photos, I don't like the product photos. I, this is the way you should arrange an e-commerce, blah, blah, blah. 
I mean, I just, I've been around that so much. And what I always want to say is, have you ever tested that and made it work? Show me, show me clearly that this heuristic that you're working off of is actually true for brands when you test it in a clear and scientific way. I mean, just ask that question to everybody. Media buyers, about their media buying methods, what they're targeting, something I've been on recently. Uh, you know, people who are talking about how you should build and display your products on your website. This is a classic agency move. If you don't know what to tell people next, you, you start giving them advice about how to build their website that who knows if it has any basis in reality. Like, there's all kinds of reason all kinds of reasons people do this, and it often is not tested. What we are going to do is test, test, test. In some ways, I think this is actually what we're good at. Not, not even like our intuition or whatever. We just have an idea that we can test next, and if we can move through those tests quickly enough, we'll figure out what works. And if we do enough of them, we will find out either no amount of tests is going to fix the fundamental problem, which is something deeper than any UX stuff or anything like that. It's a design problem or something. This would maybe get at what Taylor was saying on the podcast where he said, fashion can be a tough space. Maybe just nobody thinks it's fashionable. That, that's a real possibility here, okay? Or not enough people think it's fashionable. Uh, or, or you do enough tests and you win because you've tested enough things and you find the levers that move the needle. So the levers that move the needle, what a mixed metaphor, holy cow. You don't probably need a lever to mix the needle, move the needle. <laughs> that's funny. Anyway, all right. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna test all those things. I will tell you how this works. I will probably come back to this metric over time. That's the plan right now. I wanna tell you in your business is an easy takeaway for you. Look at your conversion rate, look at your AOV, try to you know maybe ask around if you've got some other friends, what's theirs, go see if you can do some digging on this um, and you can, you can figure out the same question for you. RPC, again, I just gave you some numbers. RPC can be an easy way to go check that out for yourself. So that's the plan for right now. If we can make that work, we can make the whole thing work. All right, that's it for this week on the e-commerce playbook podcast. And I hope that this has been helpful to you. I think this will be the last episode we do for a little bit on 31 bits. It's gonna take us a, a few weeks for sure to integrate bits into our system. So before we have any real data and feedback and 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 before I'll have any ability to really tell you how it's going and give you a status update, I will uh I, I will have to do some of that work. So that's all coming. And then I will, I will for sure update you when that comes. I, I think this will be a fun journey to take together with its own ups and downs, trying to figure out like, can we actually get this brand to a point where it's scaling? Really, really, really want to win for this brand. So, uh, so yeah. So again, as always, I'm, I'm all ears for your suggestions. Please feel free to fire those my way. That's podcast at 4x400.com. That's podcast at 4x400.com. Or of course, as I always say, at Andrew J. Ferris on Twitter, I'd love to interact with you there. All, as always, rate, review, all those things. And hey, if you have anything else that you're working on, if you want to work for 4x400, I like, if you just want to get to know us, if you want to sell us a service, I shouldn't say that because too many people are going to come try and sell me something. I say no to a lot of sales calls. So, you know, go for it if you want, but, but I may ignore you. Anyway, uh, or if you have a brand that you want to bring into our portfolio and you want to work with us and, and get our team on your thing, I would love to talk to you about it. So you can send all of those kinds of requests to podcast at 4x400.com or hit me up directly on Twitter. Uh, I check my DMs regularly as well, so feel free to do that. So thankful for you and for listening. Hope you are doing great and all is well with you in these times. <laughs>